tweet at SFM Radio and at Aldrin Sampia. It is 23 minutes after 4 o'clock, sorry, after 3 o'clock. Remember, we're taking your calls on 086-000-2032 and your voice notes on 0614-104-107. You can also drop me a call on 086-000-2032. Just looking at my screen right now, um, SABC TV News is reporting that six people have been shot dead in Ocean View in the Western Cape. Uh, the news bulletin will give you more details with regards to that. We're in conversation next with Ibrahim Dean, independent researcher. Sudan has failed to meet the deadline to form a civilian government, something that is deeply regrettable as many people thought that the Sudanese people will finally be able to restore the country's democratic transition. According to several reports, the deadline lapsed after the military and the powerful uh, paramilitary uh, rapid uh, support force failed to sign a final transition deal over disagreements on the integration plan. The country has been without a functioning government since October 2021. Ibrahim Dean now joining us on the line. Ibrahim, good afternoon and thank you so much uh, for making time for us. So what is at the core of the failure to sign this uh, transitional deal? I think there's been two attempts at least and both have failed. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. The biggest issue has been two factors. One is, as you're talking about this, uh, this issue or argumentation over integration of the rapid support forces into reality. So we see these both security agencies or security apparatus, which you know previously seem to act or coincide or uh, act together, uh, you know, are now uh, fragmenting and com- competing with each other, mainly because you know the, the military doesn't want the rapid support forces uh, to be integrated, uh, you know, because they don't want the, um, you know the head of the uh, rapid support forces, Alhamdulillah. Uh, to get too much power, um, and also, you know, in, in also in terms of uh, um, investigation into the crimes committed during the revolution. So that's the one issue. And two is, you know, uh, the the conflicts between external powers. So, you know, your Emiratis, your Saudis are supporting the rapid support forces in Egypt, your Syria, uh, you know, sometimes your Russia is supporting the military, and both of them have different ideas on who should be incorporated. And the RSF wants all militaries with former Islamic backgrounds uh, uh, to, to not uh, be included in the new, uh, you know, uh, structures, mainly because the Emiratis are, you know, are fearful of political Islam in general. So, you know, there's, there's, there's issues on that contestation. And, I mean, you know, more than that or broader than that is the fact that, you know, many civilians themselves aren't very... Uh, um, uh, favorable or positive towards, you know, the, the transitional government or the formation of a transitional uh, constitution. And that's why the situation currently is in number. We also see reports that uh, both sides have been amassing um, armaments and weapons as well. Do you foresee the possibility of a full-on clash be, 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 between both sides? But also the other thing is, where are these arms being procured from? So, you know, when we're looking at, uh, at Sudan specifically in relation to arms, you know, you're getting out from neighboring Egypt, uh, you know, arms coming from, uh, from the Emirates, uh, you know, funded by the Saudis. Uh, you know, there has been uh, uh, Wagner, the Russian military uh, group, has, has lots of interest in Sudan. And so arms, you know, uh, proliferation in that region, especially because of the collapsing governance, you know, in Sudan and Libya, uh, lawless borders, for example, in Egypt, uh, you know, a uh, uh, situation in Chad, you know, means that arms are very easily proliferated. Now, in terms of actual clashes, it's very unlikely that both of them want to see 
military clashes. And, uh, you know, it's a jockeying for position. Uh, uh, and, I mean, both of them would lose some clashes. Both of them don't, they'd rather partner with each other than see the civilian rule. And so, you know, they wouldn't want to, but they're in a situation where the Iran's, uh, you know, uh, tensions uh, can often spark. And so, you know, it's very unlikely, but you can't say or totally discount that possibility. Yeah. I see the United Nations also now calling for an investigation into um, the assassination threats against um, its uh, envoy there being headed by Volker Pertus. How, how real are these threats? Or is it just another video that is circulating to try and apply pressure or to try and intimidate? So what has happened, uh, at least you know, at least amongst the you know, both the, the rapid support forces and the military, they often uh, you know, issue these threats, uh, you know, uh, and they want to force one the UN to uh, to conciliate and concede, but also the civilian population, uh, and they try to play the civilian population against the UN, the UN against outside powers. Basically, to stay in control. It's unlikely that you know there would be an attack on them. And I, 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 you know, both of them are very rational actors. It's very unlikely that they would do, you know, would would carry out to institute any attack on the UN personnel in 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 Sudan, knowing the backlash that it will have for them globally. And I mean, you know, both of them, both of their legitimacy is actually external legitimacy. Meaning that legitimacy would mean, you know, a, a total push out from you know, the transitional process. So it's un, unlikely, you know. But in saying so. Um, I think the bigger issue is the fact that on the ground, activists continue to be arrested. You know, many of the civilian population are still outside the political process. You know, that this transitional agreement and this, this current, uh, uh, you know, stalemate and backlog and, uh, in a sense, a schism benefits, uh, you know, both the security and the rapid support forces because it just basically allows them to consolidate control and also you know, uh, lengthen the mm-hmm. transitional period, which is now four years long. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's now four years since Omar al-Bashir was, was pushed out in, in April 2019. Thank you so much for your time. That is um, Ibrahim Dean, who's an independent researcher. 0614 104 Let's take your voice notes. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre.